Our guest tonight is Melanie Tate. She's an Australian radio broadcaster, playwright and author, and she has written for the stage The Vegemite Tales and the smash hit The Appleton Ladies Potato Race. And presently, Melanie has written the Hash to Me Too comedy, a broadcast coup, playing at the Ensemble Theatre and is also part of Sydney Festival. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Thanks so much for having me, Tricia. <laughs> now, Melanie, a broadcast coup sounds fantastic. So I just wanted to ask you, what is the basic plot or the idea behind the play, A Broadcast Coup? Well, we, we start out in the world of public broadcasting, not necessarily the ABC, but somewhere, somewhere a little bit like it. And we meet Mike King and, and his team who are putting together a radio show. Mike's just back from a international anger management retreat and he's wanting to sort of get on with life after being disciplined by the network. Um, little does he know that there is an independent podcaster who's putting together a podcast series about, you know, the, the multitude of ways that Mike has been not the greatest person to work with and that's what the play pretty much follows the making of this podcast. And and I guess the question that's asked is, you know, whether this podcast will bring Mike King down, whether it'll take him away from the microphone, whether it should take him down and um, and what life's going to be like afterwards if that if that happens. So that's the story we're telling in a broadcast. Yeah, too. and of course you've uh, been a long-standing uh, uh, producer and uh, you've worked in this area. So are you drawing on your own experiences to write the play a broadcast coup? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. More, more along the lines, like I actually, so I worked for the ABC for about 12 years, mainly as a presenter mm. actually, mainly as a sort of a Mike King type, not a, not not as much as a producer but I, I did work as a producer as well um but really this this sort of workplace comedy with these sort of questions could take place anywhere it could take place in a university a hospital a shop anywhere like that it's just that i know this world pretty intimately and also i think that this is a world that other people are interested in i think people want to go behind the scenes of of TV studios and radio studios and the like. And so that's why I decided to sort of set it in there because also knowing that sort of space so intimately, I know that it's really ripe for comedy. There are a lot of funny people in radio and a lot of funny things that happen. And I, I just knew I could sort of make a play out of it. Yeah, that's great. That sounds fantastic. So does it get serious? I mean, does it go right into cancel culture or or um, misogyny in the workplace or that sort of thing? Or is does it sort of have a lighter feel to it? No, it, it gets serious. It's a, it's Look, it's really similar to the Appleton Ladies Potato Race, um, mm. my previous play, which I think most people that went to see it will probably remember it as a really darling sort of gentle, fun comedy. But there's a lot of sort of band-aids being ripped off within that play as well. And it's a bit of a similar situation here in that, you know, um, Trisha, I kind of believe that in life, like life is full of funny moments and, and not so funny moments. So it makes sense to me that that's reflected in theatre. Like I can never believe it when I go a lot. In fact, I don't think it's good writing if you go to a drama and there's not one single laugh in it because it's not what life's like. Like you go to a Chekhov tragedy or a Shakespeare tragedy, you'll be laughing for most of it before you hit over the head with something real, you know, like, so, so that's kind of, um, yeah, there's, it definitely has 
moments of, of seriousness. But I hope that we earn them because we've kind of brought everybody in with the comedy, which is what life's like, isn't it? Because we're always trying to diffuse situations that are uncomfortable and the like. So I hope that that, you know, comes across in this play. Oh, yeah. And definitely, I think it's very hard for us in life to be direct. It's very hard to directly confront. And it's one of the hardest things that you can do. And when you do see that in theatre, you kind of go, mm, I don't know if someone would really do that because you quite often, uh, well, you know, unless you're pushed, but quite often you're sugarcoating your conflict or being passive aggressive. <laughs> I think we've really got to be pushed to breaking point before we actually say what we mean like I often think when I'm sitting writing about how quite often in emotionally charged situations in life all of us just lie constantly and I don't mean like lie as in you know say that something is green when it's actually blue what I mean is like we emotionally lie like we hide what we're really feeling um, I think that that's probably much more common than the opposite of, of being really emotionally honest. So so in my plays, I like to sort of remember that as I'm writing and because it's, it's drama and theatre and make-believe that I can have those moments at the end of the play where people do finally become emotionally honest, you know, like that's kind of what they're earning throughout the play, um, which we don't often get in real life. Yeah, that's true. That that's great. And of course, you've got some. Uh, you've got the wonderful director Janine Watson uh, directing the play, and I did see that production of Still Unqualified, which was absolutely hilarious. And so, <laughs> so she's a great. Uh, I mean, she obviously can bring out the deeper themes in a play as well as the comedy. And you know, as you're saying, it's a. Uh, it's always a sugar-coated pill when you're trying to understand a serious issue, and you know that that. Uh, you know, just confrontation, confrontation isn't real and gets a bit boring to watch at the theatre. But Janine, uh, she's she's very good at um, bringing out the best in the actors and and the best in the script. Yeah, she's an incredible director. She's very, um, uh, I think she's a really great shepherd of new work. You know, we saw that with Unqualified and I'm just trying, I feel like there's an, and she also did a production of Nearer the Gods of David Williamson's yes. last year or last year or earlier this year. And, um, and again, I think she works really well with new Australian work and particularly she's got a background as an actor. So she understands actors very, very well and she respects their process. And, and that's been, you know, that's a wonderful thing because she really listens to them and actors in, in the rehearsal room can often have some of the most amazing insights because, you know, as playwright and director, we're looking at the play from, you know, like a macro level, whereas actors tend to look at it from that level, but also um, in detail in terms of their own character. So they can tell you if something's not working, particularly the group of actors we've got. Um, it's Alex King, who is playing the younger character, she's probably not quite as experienced. Well, she's not as experienced as the older actors in the show, but, you know, Tony Coggan, Amber McMahon, um, Sharon Millichip and Ben Gerard are like theatre animals. They have been in so many... Um, you know, new works, developments, the, the like, that, you know, they're so valuable to the process, as is Alex, because, you know, she's this young woman on the outset of her career in a very similar position to the character that she's playing, and her insights have been invaluable too. So, so Janine's really able to get the actors to 
feel like they're in a comfortable enough space to be able to share any issues they might have with the play and that makes the play better. You certainly have a very talented group of actors in this show and, and that would be fantastic for a new play to get the insights because I think actors do have a special insight to their character. Of course, the writer yourself, you know, you've got the overall, um, you know, theme of the play, but it must be nice to hear the voices of the actors for the first time playing those characters and bringing their, their acting chops to it. Oh, yeah. And actors just bring so much more than you imagine on the page. You know, when an actors, when, when good actors get stuck into your work, gosh, it's so exciting because, yeah, they just bring out things that you don't even realise are there. They bring out much more sort of colour and, and um, vulnerability and humour and all that kind of stuff that you think you think's there, but you don't realise to what extent when you get a great actor, what can, they can do with something. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that uh, yeah, you mentioned Sharon Millerchip and of course she was in the Appleton Ladies Potato Race and she was hilarious in that. I did see that at the Ensemble and I just have to say I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's actually yeah, it was a wonderful production too, that, that, that production directed by Priscilla Jackman. It was just, you know, I'm so glad you saw that because it was wonderful, yeah. Uh, it was just brilliant and so funny and so wonderful and uh, Sharon Millerchip was so great in it and again you know um, that was such a great cast of course and this cast is 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 top as well so uh, you're opening um, you're opening when are you opening now and we mm-hmm. actually open on February the 1st we play through until I think oh. March the 4th or 5th at the Ensemble Theatre, but it's also part of Sydney Festival, so you can get your tickets through Sydney Festival as well as through the Ensemble Theatre. And so how are you feeling coming up to your um, first night? Well, I'm pretty <laughs> nervous. Like, I, I sort of, uh, you know, I think that now's the time, and this happens with, every, you know, every new piece of work before you're about to put it in front of an audience or, uh, you know, in any way, like I, uh, radio, podcasting, theatre, it's so nerve wracking, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of terrified because you, you hope that people will understand what it is that you set out to do and what the actors and director and creatives have all set out to do. But you just never know. You never know how an audience, you know, um, with the Appleton Ladies Potato Race, no one laughed for our very our fourth first four previews. And we I just thought we had a turkey on our hands for those first few previews. And so you just don't know. And then, of course, something clicked and that show has been played right around Australia now and, you know, it's been made into a movie and it's been having its first overseas production this year. So it's it, you just never, nev, you just never know how something's going to be received. So I think I'm sort of looking forward to it being about two weeks into the future to see how it's running you know like (laughs) at the moment you know today they're they're teching and and plotting the lights and all that kind of stuff and that's so stressful and it's technically a very difficult show with all the sound and and um it's quite fast paced and you know there's quite an intricate sound design too obviously because it's set in the world of radio so all of that stuff once we've got all that sorted, I'll, I'll be able to relax a little bit more, I think. But I've got, I've got no doubt. Like, the thing is, everybody has put everything into this, you know. So, so no matter how it's received, we all know we've done our absolute best and we hope that people really love it. I'm sure. I just cannot believe that you said that the first four previews, no one laughed at Appleton. That oh, I is... really died. I remember, I remember sitting there um, in the audience thinking, I've just got this all wrong. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what's funny. Like, I don't, I thought this was a great story. You know, we all loved it too. Like, 
we were all in love with the play and, and in love with the actors and, you know, as you do in a theatre company, you know, you tend to become this family that are all really sort of melded and bonded together. So it was really, you know, yeah, I can remember because um, one of my favourite theatre people, the composer Max Lambert, was coming into the Sunday matinee and he'd he'd been he'd read the play and really loved it and was just so beautiful about it and he was coming in he's somebody I really admire and I was so I was like oh my god I'm so scared of Max seeing it because no one's laughing at it and his was the it was the Sunday matinee that he came to people started laughing and I was so relieved you know like I I just (laughs) and then we were fine we're on our way and so I don't know what that's about actually whether it's a whether it's some sort of contract with the audience where the actors are still feeling their way around you know for the beginning (laughs) few performances and then something clicks and it's smooth sailing you know I don't I don't know I'm sure a lot of theatre companies have that experience but yeah the potato race first four performances no one laughed first four previews so I'm I'm readying myself for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what they say of course you know bad dress great opening yeah exactly (laughs) so fingers crossed fingers crossed (laughs) but uh, honestly because anyone who's listening who hasn't seen it it's the Appleton uh, race is one of the funniest plays ever written so uh do if you <laughs> if you had a choice i mean if you had to choose a favorite child uh would you choose uh broadcast coup or appleton ladies it's so fu- it's so funny you say that because i've got two dogs and they are so different you know what i mean like they're just like so different that i wouldn't be able to choose a favorite and i feel like that with these two plays because i love both of them but they're so different Obviously, the potato race like has been very kind to me. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of, it's it's um, meant that I could pay my mortgage, and it's meant that you know all that kind of stuff. So I love it. I love it in that it's my oldest child and has been around a lot, and I know it a lot better. Does that make sense? Yes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you know, like there's the promise of the new with broadcast, and and so so hopefully, you know, like my little dog Goldie, my youngest dog Goldie, she's like. A lot prettier and a lot sort of, you know, um, and I love her, but I don't, she hasn't got as long on the earth as my, my other dog, Mabel, you know? So it's a funny, it's a, yeah, I can't, I can't possibly answer. I love both of them, but Potato Race has been so good to me so far. And I hope that when we talk next, I can say about, you know, my play after that, if you ask me the same question, I can say, well, broadcast has been so great, you know? So we just never know. This is, it's, it's such a funny time. It is a really funny time, and oh, thanks for being so honest about that. <laughs> that pre, <laughs> but a broadcast coup looks fantastic, and I'm sure that it's going to be just as funny as um, the the <laughs> potato race, and um, uh, and just as great. Uh, you're a fabulous playwright, and it's so great that we're getting a world premiere of your play. We need more of this in Australian theatre, of course, and uh, more. Uh, Australian playwrights, more female Australian playwrights who, who write fantastic characters for uh, for women and um, female actors, of course, as well. Uh, so this is running until the 4th of March at the Ensemble um, and also as part of a Sydney Festival, as we said. Book your tickets now. Uh, don't leave it because uh, this will sell out. This play will definitely sell out. It's going to be very, very popular. And Melanie Tate, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You've just been fantastic. Thank you. Oh, Trisha, it's a delight. Thank you so much for having me.